Welcome to the Lewis Jonker Podcast. Lewis is a speaker, storyteller, preacher and poet. Hope you get something out of this talk. It's an honour to be here. Um, I really like Narara Valley and I like this vibe. I like the food and the fairy lights and the, and the beautiful guitar behind me. It makes me sound better than I really am, which is important. Um, I've got a couple of really good friends. Will is a really good friend. Will has taught me so much and uh, me and Will catch up a lot and he's been a great person of wisdom in my life and also Evan sitting down here. I met Evan when I was like, well, I was a baby. I met Evan very young when I was a rapper and uh, Evan was a great mentor for me. And uh, Pastor Craig, I, I heard one of your messages on, on the kingdom and all that and the gospel and I really, really appreciate that. I, 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 that really entered my heart and my soul and hopefully I can expand a bit on that this evening. So I wanna, I wanna thank you as a church and I wanna thank you for having me. And um, I've got a few more magic tricks, but first I'd really love to read from the Bible of where I'm gonna speak tonight. And uh, there's this guy called, oh, thank you, band. You're hungry. That's okay. Man does not live on bread alone. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so I'm in two kings at the moment, and I'm going to read about Elisha. Now, Elisha is an Old Testament prophet who does miracles in the Old Testament, uh, a man of God. And it says this. He's walking past a city. And the people of the city said to Elisha, they came out and met him. They said, look, our town is well situated as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. So Elisha says, bring me a new bowl and put some salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring and threw the salt into it saying, this is what the Lord says. I have healed this water. Never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive. And the water has remained pure to this day, according to the word Elisha had spoken. I'm gonna just quickly pray for myself and then I might talk about that. Lord, I just pray that you be with me tonight and uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be humbly right and acceptable before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I like being creative and uh, so I took a photo of myself wearing a suit in a spa. And I really loved this photo until I realized that dogs do it better. This is... <laughs> I like being creative. I like doing all things creative. I like spoken word. I like magic. I like performing. I like photography. And uh, I really like traveling as well. And I've got to do magic in some interesting places. I got to do magic in all over Australia and Tasmania. And Queensland, I know. And, got to do, and I even got to do magic in Israel at a restaurant. Uh, I went to Israel with my church and we went to this restaurant. I got to do magic. And basically before I was, I was, all the restaurant basically turned around, even the waiters, and they just stopped working in awe of all these magic tricks. And it was phenomenal. And Israel was a special place. And when I went to Israel, the first thing you do after you cross the River Jordan is you go to a place called Jericho. Or one of the first things you do when you get to the you go to this place called Jericho. And it's basically like a, a truck stop at the moment. You can go in there and you can get food. And you go to Jericho and you have your meal. And I ate about a million, um, oh, not burgers. 
It was, it was Middle Eastern food. I, I tell you what, I never want to eat another olive after going to Israel because those people eat olives for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like you're sitting down for breakfast, they bring you a tray of olives. Never want to touch another olive again. And so you're in Jericho and you go outside Jericho and there's this fountain, there's this beautiful spring. And you go over to the beautiful spring and it says Elisha's spring. And this is a photo of that, Jericho, the oldest city in the world, Elisha's spring fountain. And you stand outside, and when you first enter Israel, you're on this emotional high. Spiritually, you're on a high because you know you're like in, entering the Holy Land. Um, emotionally, you're on a high because you know you, all these stories are coming to life, and it was my first time traveling majorly overseas, and you're on this big buzz, you're on this big high, everything feels awesome. And the first thing you do is you go to this spring. And my senior pastor, Pastor Ian, and I, I love my, I'm from Impact Church, and I love my church, and he says, well, you're gonna take a drink. And I thought, yes, I'm gonna take a drink. So I walked up to the fountain and I took a drink. And I can tell you theologically in the Bible about the spring, it's in, it's in two kings. And I can tell you um, geographically where the spring is, it's in Jericho. But I tell you what, it gets really important when I can tell you what that water tastes like. And I can tell you, just like the Bible says, that water tastes fresh to this day. And if I could try and explain in a word, it was like I was on this emotional high, this spiritual high, and taking a drink from this water, it was fresh, it was beautiful. But if I had to say a word that it tasted like, I would say it like the water tasted like, in this moment, the water tasted like joy. It was phenomenal. Because all these thousands of years ago, a guy called Elisha walked past this water source and the people complained that it was bitter and the water was sour, and the water was unproductive. And he asked for a new bowl with some salt in it, and he sprinkled the salt in the water, and the salt didn't make the water salty, the salt made the water fresh. And I think we as Christians, it's pretty interesting that Jesus calls us salt of the earth. And how cool would it be if we're like that salt in the book of two kings, that Elisha, this prophet, this man of God who's doing this prophetic symbol, almost standing in place of God to do this prophetic moment. What if we are that salt that can go into bitter, sour places of our world? God can use us, can sprinkle us into those bitter, sour places and we can make those places fresh and beautiful for generations to come. Now I get to go into all sorts of situations and now I know I would be correct in saying um, this church does stuff... Uh, with compassion. I came on one night and some people had gone over and done the help with compassion. And this week, actually on Thursday, I get to fly over to Indonesia and meet my sponsor child. And um, I'm an artist ambassador for compassion. Uh, so I get to go over to Indonesia and in small communities, do some magic for some of the sponsor children, which is pretty amazing. So I'm gonna spend next week in Indonesia doing magic for sponsor children and an amazing opportunity. So there's op places like this. And some would say, even in Indonesia, in that place at that time, it can be like, seem like a bitter, sour sort of an area where it's like unproductive and unfruitful and people have to, you know, the whole way they live is going to school and doing all those things is specifically by people sponsoring them. And I get the opportunity to go over there and hopefully God will allow me to be salt in that situation. And in my work in schools, I had a really interesting situation and, so, and I know the church was praying about it but in basically the second term of working in one of the high schools that I work at, uh, a young man had passed away in a car accident 
And when that happens, they get all the students in that year level into the same room and they basically say, okay, you can have the day off and they sit in the library and all the different counselors and all the different people, okay, come in from all the other schools and they all come to this one school and they're available so if anyone needs to talk to anyone, they can do that throughout the day. And so I'm also in this room, quite new to the situation, almost unqualified to the max, no idea what I'm really doing. And I'm sitting in this room and that room didn't feel like joy. The room felt dark, it felt bitter, it felt sour, it felt like there was no productive thing that could come from that place. And I remember sitting in that room and no one, was, no one said a word. And I remember being in the room and praying like, God, what, what can I possibly do? And he said, use what's in your hand. And of course, I don't leave my house without a deck of cards. So I thought, what can I do in this specific situation? In this specific situation where local churches on the coast have funded me to be. This specific church where your church has helped me to be on that particular day. And I'm in the room and I think, okay, should we try to break the ice with some magic tricks? Will people get offended if I do that? And so I walk up to a small group of students and I start doing a few card tricks and you know, pick a card and, and they start smiling and they get a bit more happy and the atmosphere of the room changes a little bit. And all of a sudden more people come to this group and more people come and all of a sudden the whole year level, the whole year 11 cohort was sitting around me as I did these magic tricks. And it was really quite Amazing, and they were laughing, and they were happy, and they were able to reflect. And it was quite this amazing situation, because afterwards, I walk out of that room, and one of the year 11s come up to me, and they say, you have no idea, our friend, the, the, the young man who passed away in the car accident, used to do magic tricks like you just did. And he used to come to school and do magic tricks, and we'd all sit around and watch and laugh and have a good time. And you have no idea how amazing that was. It almost felt like, you know, it was a great way to remember him. And I thought, I wasn't even trying. I didn't know what to do. I just used what was in my hand. And God willing, as salt of the earth, I entered that situation and was able just to make it a little bit fresh. And now the year 11s, of course, have all gone on and, and become... They, situation grew them closer together and it's quite an amazing sort of atmosphere to be in when you're around these year 11s who are so close. <laughs> so I love to go into situations and, uh, and try bring a bit of that joy, try bring a bit of that laughter. And um, one of the other things that I do is spoken word poetry, which is how I know Will Small, who is one of my spoken word poetry heroes, unlike Evan, who is my rapping hero. Everyone's rapping hero is Eminem. Mine is Evan. <laughs> Evanescence. <laughs> and uh, so I like to do all sorts of different creative things. And um, <laughs> f funny story, should I tell this story? <laughs> I did an assembly at one of the high schools I work at. And uh, I did a very funny spoken word poem. And at this particular school, the assemblies are very serious to the principal. But this is a very funny poem. And I got called into a meeting afterwards. And I was like, never do that again. Never be funny. 
Um, and I see her point of view in saying that. I like to do this at many schools that I visit. Um, so uh, in my work, I get to travel to lots of different schools and I do uh, passion and purpose seminars where I, I talk about passion and purpose and all those sorts of things. And they're really anti-bullying, anti-suicide seminars. And I got this slide that I put up and it says that there's um, eight youth suicides in Australia every year. But then in the middle of my seminar, it's sort of like a speaking technique. I shock them and I'm like, oh, actually, that's, a, that's um, wrong. I, I made an error. It's not eight youth suicides every year. And then I change the word and it changes to eight youth suicides every month. And I'm like, oh, but that's a mistake as well. And then I change it to eight youth suicides every week. But I'm like, actually, that's, that's wrong as well. And the actual statistic is like eight suicides every day in this country. Pretty crazy. So on my heart is to do school seminars where I can go and share passion and purpose and hopefully share the love of Jesus because I think that's the answer to everything. I genuinely believe that Jesus Christ is the answer to many things in our world. And at the end of my seminar, I do magic tricks and then I do this poem. And I'd love to share the poem with you. May I share the poem with you? In fact, I meant to nod at the guitar player. Here's my official nod. Thank you. The nod of guitar. This is, uh, this is my one difference from Will. Will just says the spoken word poetry. I put some soft guitar behind it. And uh, he's left the room so I can tell my secret. Just draws you in a little bit more. And, and uh, it's my little secret that I won't teach. Oh, he's back. Shh. Oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing. I see you a lot of youth lifestyle. You're very good. You see me too. I made you a coffee the other day. Was it? it was a piccolo. It was a mini little, little like a baby chino. <laughs> I made him a little baby chino. It was really cool. It was good. The kingdom of heaven is for such as these, the little children. <laughs> Jesus was pretty much prophetically saying you should all drink baby chinos. You're in touch with the Holy Spirit. Walking through life fragile and easily broken by things of the past and words that were spoken, insecure and defeated because of the way you were treated as if you were unwanted, not needed and crumpled and torn, weary and worn. Darkness prevails while heaven mourns, swayed by a troubling storm until you're thrown overboard. And sinking deep, it's hard to breathe, feeling trapped with the need to be free, overwhelmed, stirred up, anxiety, thinking maybe it's time to quit and leave. Energy drains, stress, not the same, an absolute mess, crushed by the weight of the world till nothing is left. But when you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go and a breath of life can harbour hope. Because your life, no matter how torn, twisted or tragic, can always be turned into beautiful magic. So listen, it's not too late. I'm telling you it's time to fly again. 
Let me tell you what the honest truth is. You're not worthless, hopeless, or useless. You're perfect as you are in every way. You're beautiful as you are no matter what others say. But at some point, you stop dreaming. But life's not pointless. Life has meaning. And if you're breathing, you're here for a reason. It's time to start believing. Thank you. Amazing. Oh, that guitar's beautiful. We should record a sample. Do you want to join me in <laughs> visiting schools? Oh, man. You know, I'm blessed that the Lord has let me be salt in bitter dark places. But I know that as a church, as individuals, every person in this room has areas in their life or areas in their world that feel like bitter, sour, uh, unproductive waters. As if like you want your city to flourish, you want everything to flourish, but it's just like there's this unproductive. And it could be, I know for me personally, in my family, there's people in my family, even in my direct family that I so desperately want to meet Jesus. And some of those areas feel like bitter, sour, unproductive. And then there's other areas, like I go into these high schools and I end up in bitter, unproductive, sour areas and I go into all this. But I know that you might have those places in your own life, in your own world. And I think God would say, bring me a new bowl, a new creation, someone made new, someone new in Christ, like maybe a Christian and fill it with salt, fill it with flavour, fill it with passion. Bring me a new bowl full of salt. And I would say that God would like to take people in this room out into bitter, unproductive, sour places and sprinkle you and see those places change fresh, beautiful, joyful for generations to come. It's my prayer that as I go into these high schools, if I impact one student, that I wouldn't just impact that one student, but I would impact that student for like generations to come. And he would go out and impact his family and his world. And that water just wouldn't stay in a spring, but it could feed a whole city. And of course, we can only do that through Christ in humility. But I think there is a challenge and I think it's pretty awesome. And uh, I'd love to pray and I think there's two particular types of people in the room. I think there's people that there's people that would say, I am currently being salt in a particular area, and I would love to see that area change fresh. And I'm, I'm currently doing that. I'm in this area. I'm doing this. I'm stepping out in faith. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. And I would love to pray encouragement over that group of people and also pray for encouragement. You might be sitting here and you might go, actually, there is a bit of sour area in my world that I could impact, that I could venture out into. But at the moment, I haven't really stepped out. So I'd love to pray. I'm just gonna pray that people would be encouraged if they're currently being salt in their world in a particular area. And also that we might have fresh burdens on our heart for areas that we could also go into. Would that be okay? I'd love to pray. Dear God, I thank you for everyone in this room. I pray that you would bless us as we are salt of the earth. 
I thank you that you made us new. You made us, you refreshed us, you, you drew us out of the darkness and you made us salt of the earth. And I would pray, Lord, that if there's people in this room who are currently in bitter, sour situations, it might be their workplace, it might be their family, it might be their school, that you would encourage them in that and show them just how you are moving and how you are working. Lord, I'd also pray that if there's people in the room that know about a bit of sour situation that they think they could help out in, that they think they could impact, that they think they could go into, I pray that you would encourage them to step out in faith in your name into that area. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. I'm gonna just read it one more time. Can I just read that passage one more time? Because I love it. The people of the city said to Elisha, Look, Lord, the town is well situated, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Bring me a new bowl, he said, and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring and threw the salt into it, saying, this is what the Lord says. I have healed this water. Never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive. And the water has remained pure to this day.